Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking all about those Marvel Netflix series. We're going to be talking about um, a new series of Ice Age shorts. Plus, I'll be sharing our thoughts on No Exit and some other bits and pieces. So, before we do any of that, just a quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com and you can find us on all the social medias. Hit that subscribe button here on YouTube and you can also do the same on audio platforms. So let's jump into some of the news. Um, there's been a little bit some stuff this week. Um, first off, a brand new uh, series of shorts has been announced, which is um, Ice Age Scrap Tales. This is coming to Disney Plus on April the 13th. It's going to consist of six shorts. Um, so they will be arriving on the same day. Somehow Scrat is now a father and has got a, um, a new um, kid with, again, with the nuts. I mean, this is such a kind of Lion King-esque poster. Um, I honestly, I, I mean, we knew this one was in kind of development for a while, but I thought this was done because there's been a lot of talk about like Scrap not being owned by Disney and how hosts and stuff. And then this one's come out. And the fact that, it, you know, Scrap wasn't in the Ice Age Adventures of Buckwild is like, well, maybe that is just, nope. It's like, no, he's got his own series. Six shorts. I mean, I thought always thought Scrap was kind of, the best bits of the Ice Age movies. So for me, it's like, great, let's give us some more scrap. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I think this is great. It's definitely fun kind of seeing the Disney kind of already revving up for his April lineup. Um, but yeah, I thought this one looked pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, as someone who was never really a big fan of the Ice Age movies, I, I would say scrap was normally the best part of the movies. Um, and he works well in the short format and like the old uh, cartoon yeah. format um from back in the day, Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies and things like that. So these should be pretty good. Should be entertaining. Uh, and hopefully they're given some of their, their animation talent and writer talent a chance to, to you know, practice the way that Pixar does with the the Spark Shorts and so on. Yeah, I mean, I, it was all the lines if I saw it, it's like, yeah, that, that sounds great. I, it was kind of one of those things of, it's like, this is the perfect use of Ice Age. I don't know whether or not we needed it as quickly as now. It might have been... Maybe like, well, why didn't you guys hold on to it? Maybe to like the winter, um, kind of rather than dropping it at the, in the middle of spring. Um, considering we've just had the Ice Age movie, and like here in Europe, we're not getting it until the twenty fifth of March. It's literally like three, four weeks after the new movie comes out. It would have been. I mean, I, in some ways, I I get the dropping six shorts at once, but yeah, it's, it's a bit of an odd one. But I'm definitely a surprise release. I was not expecting that announcement. No, I remember they announced it a while back, and then we just kind of forgot about it. I, I'm betting they were kind of hoping that there might be a resurgence of interest in Ice Age mm. with the new movie, and they could have some more content right yeah. afterwards. Um, and that might work out, because I know people have been watching the movie, if not in the numbers they probably wanted. There's, it's still getting it, watched. So. Well, the, the new Ice Age movie was, I think it was on number three on the original movie's Nelson charts this week. Um so it was the one of the most popular films across all streaming. Um, whether or not how long that lasts, I don't know. But um, you know, it's not going to have the same legs as Encanto. But the, the enough people went in and checked it out, which is which is good. I mean, you know, especially kids and stuff. I'm sure sure they loved it. I also don't trust the Nielsen streaming charts at all, but <laughs> but it is good to see them recognizing things like that. Yes. Um, also, last night we had an announcement of the Better Night Than Ever. Um, this is a brand new movie that's going to be coming to Disney Plus on the 1st of April. So, again, we're already into the April lineup. So, this is a new musical comedy that stars um, Ruby Wood as Nate, who is a small town kid in a, with big broad, uh, 
Broadway dreams, not broadband dreams. He just wants a really good internet connection. But there's also one problem for aspiring theatre star. He can't land the part in his school plays. So when his parents leave town, Nate and his um, best friend Lily sneak off to New York for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to star. Um, everything then goes wrong. They release some new images and stuff of here, um, including um, Joshua from High School Musical, the series, because it also... This, this new movie has been written and also is directed by the uh, creator of the high school series as well. Um, and also was behind Fernalad, was one of the writers on that one. Um, so we got a first look at this one. Kind of definitely, to me, sort of fits into the whole um, sort of Disney... I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say Disney Channel originals, but, I mean, like the New York and stuff. I mean, this all looks great. I mean, it's just seen here of him in, in, in a theatre... It's going to be good. If you like theater stuff, I think this is going to be a great movie. I know absolutely nothing about this, but I'm always good down for a good musical. Emphasis on good. So we'll make yeah. sure that this one yeah, uh, um, holds up. So, yeah. So um, I think it'll be a, a few weeks' time. Um, I'll be able to talk about it. So that's going to be good. Um, moving on from there. Like I said, we had a few little bits and pieces. Um, we also had an update from Uncle Rick about the upcoming Percy Jackson Disney Plus series. Um, he Over the... The Super Bowl weekend, they flew out to Los Angeles and kind of got to put together a load of the cast, but they haven't they haven't kind of sort of officially signed yet, but they kind of did a bit of testing with them of putting them together, seeing how the kids get on, seeing how they react, see what the chemistry's like, kind of maybe make their mind on who they're gonna cast in the main characters. So um they've they've definitely kind of get into that late stage. Filming is set to start in June. They then flew up to Vancouver where they um, went to Mammoth Studios. Um, and they're currently they're building the sets. They are they've got all the costumes being built right now, and um, it's actually being filmed right next to um, the new FX series Shogun, which is going to be obviously a um, this sort of star original. So there's going to be a lot of activity up there. So I mean, it's probably going to be a while off till probably end of next year till we see it. But things are really starting to pick up steam now. You know, if they're building sets and they're getting the costumes ready and kind of getting ready to pick the kids, um, yeah, this one's looking pretty good. Yeah, definitely looking forward to this. And I'm always glad to see how involved uh, Rick appears to be with this series. Uh, I hope it's not just um, Disney kind of walking him around and making him feel important that he actually does have feedback on this. Because well, I, yeah. I think he is yeah. their, their best PR for this at this point mm -hmm. because he's speaking directly to the fans. And if he can keep going, hey, this is not the other movies that I am in involved, this is true enough to my vision, because you know, the adaptation is never going to be 100% true, uh, then that will get a lot of people excited about this, particularly people who maybe don't normally go after Disney properties. And also, this, it's kind of interesting, because this was um, there was an article that got sent to me um, about uh, Puck News, and they, they did a story about how Disney-branded television has really struggled to kind of bring content to Disney Plus. You know, we've not really had any major breakout hits. We had all the kerfuffle with what was going on with the Beauty and the Beast sequel. And one of the things that got brought up was not having creators in there kind of being able to do stuff that they need to uh, because when Disney were involved in their IPs and stuff, you know, they're, they're very much controlling it from an upper level and stuff. And Percy Jackson's not at that because it's kind of his baby, and he's got the books and stuff. So Disney aren't quite as controlling 
And so they, then this is what we need uh, more of Disney of less control from the higher ups. And you need those creative people coming up with those decisions and kind of giving feedback. So I'm, I, I mean, I'm really hoping Percy Jackson could be the one big Disney branded series that we need um, to kind of pull people in. I mean, we've got Willow and stuff coming up later this year, which is not really a Disney branded one, but it's not a Star Wars. This <laughs> is like, because um, like as much as it's like it's Lucasfilm, yeah, it's, 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 we think of it as Star Wars. Um, yeah, Disney just Disney Plus needs more content that's that's under that Disney banner to grab more attention because at the minute, everything coming out of what well, I feel like is has been very much just. A slightly higher quality Disney Channel content, and that just is not good enough for mainstream audiences. Yeah, and some of them have been significantly better than what you would yeah. normally associate. I'm thinking mostly of uh, you know the Mysterious Benedict Society and parts of Longshot. We obviously praise yeah. that, but it, that yeah. that's definitely on the slightly better than Disney Channel stuff. Um, but they're not doing a great job of advertising, and and those ones they're not generating very much buzz in social yeah. media and and um, word of mouth, we do our best to point out ones that we really like, but you know, uh, there's only so much you can do. Well, this is the thing. I mean, something like like Big Shot is like had that been on like a mainstream ABC show, I don't think it would have really pulled much attention anyway. I think it would have been a bit like, oh, it's not quite doing what they want. Um, but yes, yeah, so I'm hoping at some point, you know, we are going to get those breakout series because you know there's a lot of attention right now on like the Marvel and the Star Wars stuff. And there's a lot of attention there sliding over to the Hulu side of kind of going, oh, Only Murders was good and Dope Sick is good. The Dropout is really good. I will be talking about that a little bit later. Um, but they're starting to rev up a little bit and people are going, oh, of course, for us internationally, that's all on Disney+. Plus. They are Disney Plus originals for us internationally. So we're getting these big, like, mainstream shows but people aren't it's like again they're just this constant uphill battle of trying to get the branding across of after all this time but yeah we just so it's, it's good that they're working on it at least we've got an update but yeah disney definitely need to work more on getting this kind of content in yep and as you said it it's going to be a while before we get that they haven't even started shooting and this will be a special fx heavy show mm -hmm. which means it there's a lot of post-production work uh we the end of next year maybe this yeah. is going to be a rough one. Yeah, it's going to take a while. Um, moving on from there, this past week we had the lists released for um, what's coming to Disney Plus in Australia. We also have the one that's coming to Canada. Now, the interesting thing with the one to Canada is a few days later, we then got an email with a revised version of it. And this is the, the interesting thing with the revised version is that it had confirmation that we're going to be getting in Canada, at least on the Wednesday, the 16th of March. We're going to get all of the um, sort of Marvel Netflix series, including Daredevil, Punisher, you've got like Luke Cage, you've got all the ones in there. And this one kind of caught a lot of people because there's been a lot of speculation of what was going to happen with, with the Defenders and, you know, the whole, you know, are they going to edit them? Are they going to put them on there? Is this the back way in for Star? You know, is this the way are they going to do it? And generally it's been pretty quiet. I was not expecting any announcement until we got into March, to be honest. I was not expecting, I thought Netflix. They, would, they just have to leave Netflix and then Disney can do something. There might have been scheduled an announcement this week, but obviously a lot of stuff happened this week which delayed and changed all the plans of what they were planning. And it you know makes total sense. It's, it's ultimately, you know, the Netflix series aren't that important. But the Canada release coming from Disney definitely got sent out the signal. 
And then it kind of, you know, it caught on. It went everywhere around the internet of like, it's coming to Disney Plus. And then everyone was like, what do you mean, in Canada? I'm like, why not in the US? And it's like, because there's still a lot of Americans and stuff that are unfamiliar that Disney Plus internationally has got a lot of content. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably clued in. You know, you're on our website. You're on our YouTube channel. You know, you hear us talking about this stuff all the time. But there's a lot of people that aren't and only see what's in front of their screen when they, you know, log into it. Um, but this is, this is going to be a big step. Um, we've got the, I think I personally am thinking that annual shareholders, this is, that is the day to announce something like that. Um, that will really get a lot of people that will get a lot of attention if they make that announcement on the annual, um, shareholders or just before it, which is I think the 9th, 9th of March. Um, so yeah, I definitely, personally, I'm not expecting anything from anyone. Um, I think it, it was a little bit of a mistake for Disney to send it out from Canada, to be honest. I wonder if they maybe had a, a different licensing agreement in Canada between them and Netflix, and uh, maybe they forgot the clauses that would prevent them from talking <laughs> about it. But Or it, it might just be a straight-up mistake. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as we talked about last week, even if it's not like officially a legal clause, don't talk about it until it's off the service because we don't want to yeah. pay. They, these companies tend to have like handshake agreements of mm. don't sabotage my business. I won't sabotage your business kind of deal, at yeah. least not overtly. And yet sure. They'll, they'll have like little Twitter feuds and, you know, shake their fists at each other, but really all, all these companies, they just, they, they want money and that's what it ends up being. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is happening on Monday. You know, they're leaving, they're leaving Netflix on Monday on the 28th. So on the first, that'll be the end of them. I did actually go onto Netflix and just check where I was and what I'd seen and what I hadn't, because I didn't realize when I went through them, I went, I hardly watched the last season of all of them. I think when I knew that they were gone, I just like choked. I think I watched Daredevil and that was like the other ones I just didn't bother with. So I, I am, I'll be honest, I think I'm kind of be like, I'm going to probably wait, make my way through these and do one at a time. Um, like, what well, at least, um, well, I know the, the Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and Punisher. I didn't watch the second seasons of any of them. So that's like, so yeah, I want to jump in and see them out. But it's not a surprise internationally. You know, where else are they going to go? Why wouldn't they come to Disney Plus outside the US? Because we've got, and there is this like, misconception. I did actually want to bring this up because I've seen there's a few people saying about this was in people sort of say about like being in star the thing is these are not going to be in star these will be in marvel you know when we go into the marvel section here for example in the uk you've got hit monkey you know you've got um you know we've got logan we've got um you know dead deadpool and all the rest of it in here um because you know he has to say you know we've got like they don't star is like a different brand so therefore it would just come under the marvel section you know then it does just because it's a kind of like this weird thing of star has been like integrated with like mature content it's like no it's the same thing with national geographic you know if there's a national geographic documentary that's a you know if i go into for example into national geographic here in the uk you know you're gonna see other content it this isn't star content it's national geographic branding um and I just, I just, it was something I wanted to bring up of like when I talked about this. Of going, it's, it's not coming to Star. It'll be in the, it'll be in the Marvel section. It's, just, it's such a weird way of, of, of like, it's so confusing. I think over the year of what's happened with it all. I think some of the confusion too is the, the part where 
it comes to Star internationally and it comes to Hulu yeah. uh, in America. So you start to associate it less with Disney Plus and more with mm-hmm. Hulu uh, from the American perspective. Yeah. And and in that sense, Hulu is a completely different brand, mm-hmm. right? So we start to think of Star as a different brand that just happens to be connected to Disney Plus. It is not a different brand. It is yeah. Disney Plus. It's just the banner under which non-Star Wars, non-Marvel, non-Disney, non-National Geographic content goes. Yeah, it, 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 it's such a, it is such a strange thing. You know, this is just a Disney Plus homepage, you know, and as you can see, if you're watching the video, you know, we've we've got all the movies and all the shows and stuff all integrated next to each other. There is just no differential between it's just like I said between the brands, you know, it's new to Disney Plus because there was a lot of like people. Well, it's on, you know, different ways of talking about Star and um, what is in Star is just basically everything that comes under those it doesn't come under a normal brand. But yeah, it is it is a, it is a strange one. But um, I'm hoping, like I said, I, I I wouldn't be at all surprised now if if Disney just hold off on that announcement for another week. Um, and really make some headlines with maybe an outline of what they're doing with the the general entertainment side in the US because it's very messy. You know, they've they've not announced anything for March or April that's kind of anything general entertainment. And yeah, I just feel like we're at a point now where we need we need some information. And you can't keep saying it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Like you started, but because there's quite a few people have commented as well of like noticing some of those documentaries that have been dropping on and the ABC news that have been dropping on to Disney plus in the U S of going, Hmm, well, you're doing this. This is like weird, you know, and you know, it was, it's starting to grab people's attention again, like, you know, seeing, you know, the Malcolm X documentary on the homepage and seeing blackish and stuff and going, Oh, that's you're starting. You know, they're starting to notice that things are dropping in on Disney plus in the U S. Yeah. And Hopefully, most people are are kind of intrigued by it, rather than I don't want this this uh, adult yeah. trash on my. Thing. We had we know both will, but yeah. Well, in fact, we have had you know. There's been a lot. There has been some questions and stuff, and um, there's been some comments from people, you know, saying I don't want to have it. I want to have you know. I've never had to restrict access to Disney Plus to my to my kids and all the rest of it. And it's that kind of thing of like. There is stuff on the US version of Disney Plus right now that is pr- maybe not um, you know, suitable for eight, nine, ten year olds. You know, there is, but there's never really been a need for them to do much about it. Um, someone did put a good question on the group recently going, Well, how do I hide stuff? And I, I replied to them and was like, Your best bet is if you want to f- look through Disney Plus together, make a new profile with a whatever age appropriate setting you want. You know, if you want it to be 12 or 14. Set that and use that as your family account, and then have your own account um, for you. And and there's like you see that kind of thing. Like ah, there you go. <laughs> so yeah. Rather, rather like like thinking of like yeah, just make a profile for the family rather than you know tr- individually trying to hide stuff. I mean, it would just be impossible. Um, I mean, obviously, when Star got enabled here in the U- in the UK and around the world, we had to. Um, basically opt in and you could go in and change and you, there's a little option inside your settings that you could do it but also um they enabled the same the same actual uh parental controls got activated in the united states they all got updated on the same day because it was the global platform it's just the 16 and the 18 certificate stuff is like like turned off on the u.s accounts um because there's a lot of like americans that are maybe trying to access it when they come on holiday or you know, using other methods, 
And they're kind of going, well, why can't I see this stuff? It's like, well, yeah, because the US accounts can't technically can't see above a 14. It's literally going to be a case of just turning a switch on because they've done, every other country's got it already. So it's already built into the system. Well, we, we had the thing where they turned it on over here. And yeah. I think when I, the first time I logged in after they turned it on, it's like, we it, your rating is set to to anything because I, I wasn't going to restrict my own content. I'm the only person on the account. <laughs> you, you mean uh, you don't use the kids account? <laughs> I probably should. I've got the, the right <laughs> mental age for it, but you know, um, but I think presuming the Marvel stuff from Netflix hops on. Let's just say that's going to happen. Um, they need to probably pop that message up again um, mm -hmm. for American accounts. And uh, if we're being honest, they probably need to do a little bit of a PSA campaign yeah. um, to, you know, go on YouTube and wouldn't it be great if they could get like um, Charlie Cox or someone to do like Daredevil and do an explanation of the age rating system like you used to get in the 90s. Well, well when Star launched, they did actually, they did do that. Over, they did it everywhere. They, you know, we got new, they got new commercials. They even did it in the US. They put one out there as well of the animated ones showing you the difference of the age settings and stuff. And they even put it, they even put that video straight in on like the new on Disney Plus tab. You know, they, they did do that in the past, but obviously people And it's that kind of thing of like, if you're using a st any streaming service, you've got to do this. You know, this is just standard streaming technology. I mean, you even have to do you even have to do it on my own cable on my satellite dish. You know, you have to set parental controls when you first get it. And yeah, you know, if you try and watch something at like two o'clock in the afternoon, you have to put a pin code in. I mean, yeah, we did. I did change it to just zeros because it's like, well, this, this is just me. <laughs> so I can remember it. <laughs> <just I>, like... <laughs> there, there have definitely been a couple of systems over the year where it's like you have to enter a pin code. I'm like, really? And I, are my cats <laughs> gonna, <laughs> are my cats gonna order pay per view without my knowledge if I don't put this in here? Yeah. Yeah, it was that thing of I did get a little bit worried when one of my kids kids friends were playing Fortnite on my PlayStation. Went, oh no, it's unlocked! <laughs> <laughs> like, I've now got every 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 single love. <laughs> I've just brought ten thousand V bucks. <laughs> I I hope you enjoy your Boba Fett skin. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little bit of fun, but yeah, so it's definitely it is something to be aware of now. This past week was actually an interesting one because it was the first year anniversary that Disney Plus added Star internationally. And kind of a year on, there's been a lot of improvements. There's a lot of stuff that's worked really well. I mean, it's definitely far exceeded my expectations of how much more Disney Plus I watch now. Um, I mean, like I said, it's, you know, I'm currently sort of doing a binge of um, Modern Family. But, you know, Pam and Tommy, and I'm a great series. I'm really looking, for, you know, we've got new episodes of The Walking Dead dropping every Monday right now. You know, we uh, just what we just watched The Kingsman recently. You know, there's a lot of great stuff here. And the, the it is just great having just a lot more variety. And I think that's, that's definitely the key thing with it. You know, we've seen it, we've, we've seen it evolve over the last year. The branding, you know, moving away from its star to then just being, either, you know, the Pam and Tommy advert literally mentions Star once. There's no sign of the logo. It is literally coming to Disney Plus, and they just put an 18 certificate above there. They go, they're doing the same with the Kingsman right now. Um, they have changed their branding because it was a little bit confusing because people were thinking it was something else. Or was, so they have tweaked it what they're doing. Even like in the, in America now, like the press releases have started mentioning that it's on Disney Plus under the Star banner. I believe that's the new term that they're using. 
even like the, if you go on the Kardashians website on the on the new social medias and stuff, it's, it specifically states, you know, Disney Plus and you know Star Plus in Latin America because it's now get. I think they're very much finding that social media and stuff things are flying around the internet at full steam, and I am wondering if sometimes that's why some of the stuff is being delayed a little bit because of confusion um, from from like the Hulu and Star and the Disney Plus and all the rest of it. Um, but you are you, they've, they've been they've been experimenting, trying some different things out, and. I'm hoping, you know, my my honest heart is that I hope, you know, next month that they announce that you guys are getting it or getting something similar um, to, to streamline the world a bit, you know, to streamline what they're doing. Um, I've, I'm sort of looking at it already going, well, where does that like, for example, those ABC and Blackish, where does that sit on the hubs? Because it doesn't fit into any of the five. There's going to have to be somewhere eventually you know, if they start adding this stuff, and um, it's like, well, yeah, will they go the full hog? I don't know. It depends, you know, have they not made a deal with Hulu or Hulu with Comcast? And like, no, we're not selling it for two years. And like, okay, right. If you're not selling for two years, we're going to go with plan B now. Maybe that, you know, maybe that's been part of it. I don't know. It's just, but a year on, there's still some teething issues. Um, I'd like for worldwide releases to be a little bit more lined up. Just literally yesterday, they announced that Fresh has been delayed two weeks, um, coming out on the, I think the fourth of March, and it's been pushed back two weeks. Um, how I met your, how you met your father, has been pushed back two months in Europe. Why? I don't know. It's you know, it's it's coming out in Canada on the same day. Why is um, Australia getting drunk uh, female? Was it single drunk female and Abbott Elementary already? But we don't. You know, there's like, you know, the, the releases are all over the place. Um, even just like some of the library content is a little bit higgledy figure. Obviously, you get licensing issues, but there is there is just that issue. There's still problems, for example, like in Australia, the FX content is still kind of put, um, somewhere else. I think it's on Binge. Canada's still got issues there with ABCs. So still like release schedules are still all over the place. Um but, I mean, we're getting to a point now where we're having to have multiple day releases because it's just too much coming in um, at once. Australia's recently started doing that with, like, even on Fridays, they've started dropping the new um, second season of Dollface on Fridays because it's like there's so much stuff dropping on Wednesdays of, like, spreading out a little bit. Yeah, and I want them to spread it out a bit more uh, internationally. I'll come back to the American release in a second. But, um, yeah, the two big reasons why something gets delayed in one country, but not is licensing, which you already mentioned. And then uh, rating review boards, whatever the local version of that is. Uh, sometimes companies will get pushback and, you know, what's acceptable in France might not be acceptable in Spain. And so they go, uh, we need you to, to make a, a small change or, or, or perhaps, you know, we're not happy with the subtitles that you provided for a non-English speaking company uh, country uh, and so on. And there's, there's just tons of reasons why they, there's they, also they get this block. There's also um, dubbing and subtitle issues as well. You know, if there's a, it almost feels like if there's a delay, maybe for like one language, they're delaying it for everyone rather than the, which I'm not think I don't think that's the best idea. It would make more sense for them because they were having this problem before. They would just be like, oh, it's not out in the Netherlands, for example, because of problems. Well, it's like well, could you, it's, I don't know. It's very difficult. It's a bit like. If you're in the US, if you turn on, oh yeah, but everyone in Minnesota can't have it, so therefore you've all got to have it delayed by two months. There would be uproar. <laughs> it would be like if, if, if you've if, 
if you didn't tell everyone, you'd be all right. But once you've made it out there, it's difficult to take it back once you've put out a release date. That has actually happened before, yeah. where a certain states have been like, uh, no, with the content. Now, this was a long time ago, yeah. but that, that has actually happened. And I was thinking about this actually last night with the translations thing, subtitles, mm -hmm. dubbing. Um, I'm actually going to shift over to video games real fast. Yeah. Uh, the Final Fantasy VI game just came out, uh, re-release here mm -hmm. on Steam and Switch. And I remember playing it as a kid. And there were, even as a kid, I was like, some of these lines are a little bit weird. Like mm -hmm. the... Um, it's not wrong, but it's not something that someone would say, or yeah. you, you picked a really wor weird word for this sentence, things like that. And it's even worse if you get with the older Final Fantasy games. And it's like the translation requirements back in the day, because these were in the 90s, weren't that big. And that's why you end up getting like the old Gundam memes and, memes and things like that. Whereas today, we expect quite a bit of accuracy from subtitles and dubbing. You know, it's understood it's not going to be exact. You can never do a proper translation, but we're we're never going to get like a you spoonie bard moment again, because like, what does that even mean? Yeah. But it, and also, you know, and also they can patch stuff easier now because they before, can patch stuff once, once it got it set out, that was the end of it. And yeah, you know, the, but the point I'm going with this is that um, a lot of these countries, when you are sending the content, they expect your subtitles and your dubs to be accurate. They're, yeah. they're not going to tolerate this kind of mishmash Google Translate um, uh, subtitles. So that when you're sitting there, uh, I don't know, you're, you're in Spain and you're watching it in uh, that language and it's like, what does this sentence even mean? Yeah, th that's not acceptable. Anymore. It's quality. It's, that, it's quality control. And ultimately, if you're charging someone act for content, you should be. They should be getting the best quality. I think what what's happened because I, uh, I was reading earlier this week. Generally, like for example, like Netflix will tend to you know a lot of it's always been this kind of thing like well they've got such a big backlog of content you know they're set for six to eight months in advance because they tend to get it ready. Then get all the you know all the the localization done, and then they release it. Whereas mm -hmm. Disney kind of have been in this situation of get it out, get it out in this market because that's where it's supposed to be. I'll worry about the rest of the world later. They're not important, and I think that's always been an issue with some of the studios, and not just Disney, where it's always been a bit like as long as it's out where it needs in the main country, that's all that mattered, and everything else was on the side. Of course, the world is changing, you know, much faster. If you put out there on a, on a social media tweet. Or a YouTube channel video, you know, and if you start blocking stuff, it makes it even worse, you know, and hiding things because it's it's a global marketplace now. When you say that it's coming on April first, that's what everybody expects. They don't expect this whole, um, you know, well, you okay? You said the first, but I now need to go and find the local version of it. It's like, no, it's just not. It's not working with the internet, and I think they're they're really finding this. It's like Snowdrop. Or well, why was Snowdrop dropped? in like the UK and Canada, not at the same time as Australia. Because obviously the dubbing and the subtitles are the same, what, you know, it's the same. What dubbing? The same. There was no dubbing. Yeah, well, there isn't there. I know, I do know like with the American version, they did edit it, edit a little bit on the subtitles a bit to make it a 14, which is a lot easier with, <laughs> with, with subtitles. You can just remove it and it doesn't, you know, get rid of it. But um, yeah, there is that kind of issue. And I think they, you know, they're gonna have to work that out with Star. Um, you know, there's been some new shows like The Grid and uh, Rookie Cops dropping in Australia and around the APAC regions, but it hasn't made it to um, EMLA and also into the Americas yet. And they've, I, you know, they've got to tweak this. They've got to work out what they're doing. Um, 
And also, I think as they start catching up with production and everything kind of slides back into normal, they will get into a proper groove of how to do it. I still, there's still an element, I think, of like trying to catch up and just and get everything on there. And I think there's one other uh, big element to keep in mind, which is a lot of the countries, uh, in order to get Disney Plus streaming there, they had to sign various clauses that mm. X percentage of content on your service will be from our country. I know England yeah. had had that yeah, back well. when they were going to launch. Um, I'm sure that almost every country has some clause on that. So in certain cases, they're gonna be like, okay, we've got the South Korean show, we need to get our percentage of South Korean stuff up in the APAC regions, throw it on there, and we'll get it everywhere else later. Yeah. Um, we will probably see less of this as the content kind of stabilizes. But that is, I think the 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 last big yeah. factor there's a lot of little smaller ones we won't bother going into those yeah but generally i must say you know going into like year two of star now you know the release schedule i like i said i'd like a little bit more global unity of what they're doing um just make it so like if it's a star original it's a star original in the same way it is a disney plus original therefore they're they're all everyone gets it everyone gets it on the same day you know don't mess it up don't don't jump you know everyone so everyone can talk about it because I think they're probably finding as well of you know the the talk doesn't get as high because it's like all over the place and you know like you know there's that whole social media kind of you know you know when I'm having a chat on Twitter and stuff you know we're from different countries you know we're all from all over the place and that's becoming quite normal and if you tell them oh no don't ruin it I need to come out the chat or something like that it's just like you know it's not good yeah no it. Remember when Mandalorian, of course, season one, uh, you know, it had been out in America since the launch and it was out in England, what, almost a full year later? Uh, it was about, it's about uh, six, it was about six, six months. months. But yeah, all, but, it, but, it, but it wasn't. The trouble is, and I, you know, I distinctly, you know, I'd go to my Star Wars gaming club and I, I had watched it on Disney Plus because I had ways. And, but all my friends had just downloaded illegal copies. They don't, none of them were, none of them were sitting there. I'm going to wait until it's out legally. No, they watched it. it they lost it. Just it was like, well, you, it, it's the same thing with the Marvel shows. And, and I'll be honest, it's like, I see why, you know, why you, you've got all this hype for it and you don't get it out. That's if, you know, people will find other ways, you know, as Jeff Goblin always says. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we have plenty of examples of it. Um, that one's the obvious one. Uh, I remember I've brought this one up before. Game of Thrones season one. It was not available digitally anywhere. You couldn't buy it on iTunes. You couldn't buy it on Amazon. Those were basically the only two digital platforms at the time. And so people pirated it. And people were literally going, hey, HBO, sell us this digitally. We will pay for it. We will give you money. And HBO's, nope, nope, you got to have the HBO. And of course, people pirated it. Uh, the Beatles were not available on CD for a very, very long time. Uh, we're dating myself on this one uh you know you could not get the beatles on cd so people were like all right uh, i'm gonna get a, a copy from my friend over here or later i'm gonna download it off limewire and probably get thirty thousand viruses in time if it's not available legally people will yeah. search out illegal things and you can't use the argument well people are going to do it illegally anyway yes that's true yeah. but you are ignoring a giant audience of people who are just like take my money i want this product if you yeah. provide it if you make it if you make it easy and affordable, people will t usually most of the time take that option because it's the, the you know the easiest option, and that's what people like. But now it's it's a very strange one, kind of like I said, the year on from Star, it has been. I think it, it's completely just it, it changed Disney Plus. I mean, I mean, you must look at like that as a screen and just be like, 
I wish I had that. Well, see, this is what I was getting at. I didn't even turn Disney Plus on this week. I I turned it on on Sunday and I watched an episode of Snowdrop, and I di- and then I didn't turn it on at all this week. I turned on Hulu to watch um, No Exit, but um, I'll I'll turn on Disney this weekend because I think the the um, Proud Plant family came out this yeah. week, right? So I'll, yeah. I'll check that out this weekend. Um, but otherwise, I, I didn't even open it this week. No, and I, you know, I'll be honest. I mean, we watch. Um, I mean, obviously, there's sometimes I watch stuff in advance, so therefore, um, I, I sort of have already seen it. But I would have watched, you know, things like like No Exit and like Walking Dead and Pam and Tommy. I've seen, but I would have not. And Kingsman, etc. But it is just generally like a lot of stuff, you know, like me and my wife. You know, we love watching Big Sky, so we'll probably watch um, a new episode of that either tonight or tomorrow. Um, Unfortunately, a new a new, a new a fat, a reality TV series has started, and we've been watching that. And sometimes it's just nice just to chill out and watch something different. But yeah, so just generally as a whole, it's been pretty good. Now, um, hopefully, as I said, the US will get some idea of what's going on. Whether or not you get the full star treatment, I don't know. But to me, if they're you know they if and I said this to a few people. Um, who've asked me um, in like messages and stuff this week about like what it's like it's 50 50 right now what's going to go on and I if you'd asked me in before Christmas I probably would have said without a shadow of doubt that those Netflix series are going to just go to the Hulu I honestly was just like look, I don't think America's ready for it um, and they've but all the moves that they've made in the last two months are just like oh you've put a, there's a lot of doubt because you can't have Big Bob coming out there saying we're putting more stuff on there and we will be having more of it coming soon and you know bringing in you know Daredevil and Kingpin back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it's like and then doing live stream testing and then start adding in documentaries and some of the big sitcoms they've got and like on you know West Side you know where where does Free Guy and West Side Story fit into you know into the Disney Plus bubble you know. And you start going, look, all of these things are just sending mixed messages. And I think Disney do need to get, you know, but whether or not it's like, oh, we're going to get star in September or something like that. And we're going to be drop fit, dropping stuff right through the year. Because I, I think that's not a bad idea. You know, just slowly just start weaning stuff in there every single week rather than dropping like with us, you know, a thousand movies <laughs> and TV series overnight. Because that that's a, that's a big marketing campaign and a big shift to do that. Right. Um, the one uh, concern that they probably have with like putting star branding on Disney Plus before a uh, potential Hulu merge is that you're still going to have stuff that's going to be Star Plus internationally and Hulu uh, mm. domestically. And people are are not going to get it. They're going to be like, well, this advertisement says that um, such and such is coming to, to Star Plus. And it's like, yeah, it's coming internationally. It's actually on Hulu here. You need to read the next line as well. Yeah. Um, and they probably want to avoid that confusion. But I also agree, the sooner they put Star as a little box in the American version of Disney+, Plus, the, the more likely they'll be able to get people to just accept that it is part of the brand. Mm-hmm. And the only thing as well is like, you know, could they share Hulu and Star Originals? Because, you know, Peacock do. Peacock share, you know, they've been sharing all their DreamWorks stuff um, and some of their shows. Um, I don't know. It's very tricky. It's a very tricky one. I'm, I feel like I personally wouldn't be opposed to them 
starting to fill out the Marvel and the the National Geographic stuff. You know, start you know filling that out with you know Cloak and Dagger, a load of National Geographic documentaries. Um, maybe do start doing that to fill out the general entertainment. Start pulling in some sitcoms, and maybe just go slowly. Just set, you know, start putting in some PG thirteen films, and then when you can turn around and go, well, oh yeah, we'll start. You know, we'll oh we're going to put the star tab in, and we're going to bring some more stuff in. But we've we've already got like a few hundred, and it might make the monthly lists look a lot better. <laughs> they just draw people in the Disney Plus of. I just don't know if you know. I mean, it's like you know, you could put things like Buffy the Vampire Slayer in there. You could put How I Met Your Your Mother. You could put fam, you know, um, Modern Family, Futurama. You you really could just start with, like you know, I don't they don't but the trouble is if they put Daredevil in there, and that's the end of it. They've like they can't use that TVMA, um, or we don't put any. We have. Well, why is it okay for them, but not for that? It's going to be very tricky. Yep, and as tricky as it is to speculate on, I'm sure that they have had many, many, many meetings with lawyers and uh, directors and everybody getting input on this, uh, which may or may not be a good thing. Because, but, uh, yeah. but also they've got real data now, and this yeah. is the key. This is the, if this is not just a case of if you'd said to us like 18 months ago, we were we're all been like speculating on. Well, it's happened. We're a year on from it being introduced. You know, they've launched, you know, when Disney Plus launches in new countries, they automatically get it. You know, they're not even messing about with it anymore. It's just included, you know, the, the, the data is shown that it's a success. And I think that's probably what's making a lot, because then they go, well, we've done it in all these other countries. You know, you know, we've got Disney Plus in 65 countries. Well, okay, so 45 of them have got it. And it's working. <laughs> it's like, well, they know it now. And you know, when person when people say, "Oh, they're not going to do that because of Hulu," I'm like they have done it. It's hard to. It's a kind of weird thing of when you've when they've already done it somewhere. It's it takes away the well, they well they could do it or they might not. No, they have already done it and they have the data, and therefore it's no longer a case of um, it's not necessarily a case of if or when, but it's like. Well, you've done it. They've they've done this. It's not um, if you're like hey, well, like we said, like when Disney Plus first launched and they said about nothing being R rated. Well, we didn't have. There was no reason to doubt them. But now we're at a point where I was like, well, you guys have done it. <laughs> so yeah. To, yeah. And it, it, companies at this scale um, are driven by data more than anything else because data feeds into money. Um, and so you can have all the the Twitter feeds, the Facebook talk about it that you want it ends up being a very small portion of what the actual user base is. So when Disney has these numbers, which they now do have, they will base their decisions on those. Um, they, they will obviously consider certain factors, uh, social responsibility, et cetera, and et cetera. But ultimately, if the numbers say, we will make a lot of money by putting uh, the R-rated and, and such content onto Disney Plus, and we will gain more money than we will lose from people being upset and not wanting to be on the service anymore. We will put the content on there, and yeah, and that data comes from the analytics. It does not come from Twitter. No, and I like it's very much now like they've got a year of data. They can see how the launch of Star worked internationally, what worked, what didn't, what were the pushback points. You know, I'd be sitting here now going, um, like. 
the Kardashians look like that actually's we're a year on and there's still a little bit of a pushback because primarily from Americans getting confused over it because of the branding, because mm -hmm. they are being very a bit more um, you know, it's a very global brand, but there's also just a lot of people that don't like them. The Pam and Tommy stuff was a lot less than I was expecting. I there, there's been a much worse response to the Kardashian series than the Pam and Tommy. There was that initial push of like okay, but I think the problem is with Pam and Tommy is the the sexualization of it kind of got all the attention and like we're still getting episodes released and no one's really talking about it. When I think in all honesty, the better episodes are now where you're getting into the nitty-gritty of lawsuits and cases and it's a dress I mean some of the, I think Lily James does an amazing job in the last few episodes of um, Pam and Tommy, but everyone was just concentrated on the on those first, you know, on the talking Willy, you know, and it is that kind <laughs> of <laughs> it was on Gogglebox the other day and everyone was reacting to it and it was it was just great. But yeah, I it is kind of that weird thing with you know the branding and getting it out there. And I do feel like the Marvel series are a great way of kind of doing the rated R stuff and the TVMA stuff without going down the um, the star line. It's a kind of a, an interlink. Do that. Use National Geographic. Throw some TV P PG-13 stuff on there and just build that out until they're ready to kind of go all in. But I, I like I said, I they'll have, they've been watching the social, the reaction to like what's happened out of Canada and going, right, what's everyone thinking? How is this going to go down? You know, and they probably are seeing a much bigger skew to people going, just put it on Disney Plus Uncut. You know, we can we can handle it. <laughs> yeah. I, again, Twitter isn't going to be their primary, but they do want to get the social temperature of yeah. things. They do want to get um, how people are thinking about it and what's trending and what's not. And if something trends enough, that will factor into decisions. I don't want to say Twitter is completely meaningless. To well, it, I would, I would it's not. On the Kardashians front, it didn't matter what it was on. Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, well, Twitter. That one got the same reaction every, everywhere. I all I know is if, I, especially if I put up a story about the Kardashian series, that's going to be the most talked about thing of the day. <laughs> it's just every time, which, which is exactly what they want. Yes. That that's at the end of the day, you can say whatever negative things you want about the Kardashians. You can say whatever positive things you want about the Kardashians. If you're talking about it, that's that that's a victory. Period. And as um, I think it was Eric Bischoff of uh, WCW um, runner, he always said controversy is cash. And that was mm -hmm. kind of, you know, there's always money in that thing. But nevertheless, um, let's now talk now some, let's do a few reviews. But before we do that, a quick bit of housekeeping. Um, big thank you to all of our Patreon and YouTube channel members. Thank you very much for all of your support. Really helps kind of keeping everything going, paying the bills, paying all the hosting all the bits and pieces that we have to do. So just a big shout out to our gold and diamond and platinum members, including Turkey Guy, Adam, Raphael, Diona, Jay Blue, Dana. We've also got Ricky, Dave, Mamad. We've got Ben, my VCR still works, Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. While over on the YouTubes, we have got, well, not on the YouTubes, on Patreons. We've also got my big hello and thank you to Sarah for all of your continued support. Also to Andrew, Elliot, Jacob, Caleb, Red, Mars, Man, Aero. We've also got Cody, Darren, and Dan Daniel, The Juice, and Lauren. Thank you so much for all of your support. So let's jump into some of the reviews. So an upcoming Hulu slash Star original coming up next week on Thursday is the first three episodes of The Dropout, which is a brand new drama series, which is all about um, 
this woman that kind of she's desperate to build a company and be successful. She wants to be Steve Jobs and ends up designing a box that will do blood tests and give you a lot of data. And it's been all over the news stuff. I'll be honest, I hadn't really heard about this story until like a week or two before the series when she was suddenly popped up on our news. So I've gone into this series kind of blank, so I didn't really know too much about it. And now I've seen the first three episodes. Um, I decided not to watch all of them because um, I wouldn't know where everybody else is. This <laughs> is going to get big. I found that with Pam and Tommy. Like, I've, I've seen the whole of Pam and Tommy series. Of like, and everyone was like, well, I don't know what I could say because I don't remember where the episodes ended. Um, so we watched them this week. Really enjoyed this series. Amanda Siegfried, wow, she's great in this. Because there's always been that kind of weird thing of her being like this ditz. But she really plays it straight. She's kind of this bright-eyed girl that is... Um, she kind of manipulates people a little bit, but also she's very driven, very focused, and she will do anything to succeed. Um, it's just a really great series. Um, I, I can't stress this enough. This is going to be another top-level Hulu Star original series. We're going to get new episodes every Thursday dropping on Hulu in the US and on Disney Plus um, internationally. Um, I yeah, I really it's just I just really enjoyed this series, and yeah, I'm. I, I, I can't wait to start watching some of the more of the episodes, but yeah, just a really good one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I know a little bit about the the true life story on this. I've, I've encountered it in a couple of places, but I don't really know the the details. Um, and of course, it's coming alongside a couple of the trials. I think popped up recently yeah. as well. Um, my only question: uh, How long are each is each episode? Oh, good, fifty minutes to an hour. Okay. Um, so we're, so we're yeah. looking at a, a solid almost three hours of content uh, just from just, dropping just, later this just week. On, yeah, and yeah. I think by them doing the same thing they've done with this and like with Pam and Tommy, when they drop three episodes at once, you kind of can get into it a bit more and you kind of get connected. And I think you make that – I think when you get to the end of that third episode, you kind of like, oh, I'm invested in this now and you want to know where it goes. And th there's a lot of top talent in this one here. You've got like Stephen Fry in here. Um I can't think of the guy's name. The guy from Lost, he plays the love interest. I really also, um, I've got to look it up now because <laughs> I didn't recognize him. He, he just looked so, um, so different. It was, I think it's, um, I've got to bring, bring him up. What's his name? Um, it was, I don't know. I've been oh, yeah, Michael Ironside, right? Because obviously he's been in like a load of the 1980s shows and stuff. But he's obviously a lot older, and I just did not rec recognize him. So he's in there. So that was pretty cool. Um, just, just in general, it's it's got an, an amazing, an amazing amount of people in here. Um, I'm really glad that they didn't end up going with um, Kate McKinnon as the main lead because I really don't think she would have worked as well as Amanda did. Um, I think she just played it a bit too comical, and I think um, she's quite sort of quite when she'll sit there and like look into the mirror and it's like trying to psych herself up. And it, I think it just, it just works so much better in this one. This is, it, it is a really great series and I cannot stress. So it's like, if you're only going to, if you're going to watch, watch this series, give it, give it a go. Um, it's, it's, I wouldn't say it's in the same vein as like dope sick, but it's that kind of, again, this high quality drama series. It's actually search like pictures, first television series. Um, so, you know, this would have been a movie had it been 10 years ago, and it would have been like obviously had to have been sliced down, but they really had a, the the time to talk to talk about it. You know, spending time developing her relationship with her parents, with other characters, and like with her, the boyfriend and all the rest of it. And I think that's why the TV series benefits 
from these limited series where they can kind of expand out those, those stories a bit more. Yeah, we've we've definitely seen over the last, well, I don't know, five or six years at this point that stories that are given the room to breathe properly typically do better. And we've also seen examples of stories that maybe take a little too much advantage of that and get bloated and, and mm. try to go longer than they can just because just because they can, and maybe they do better if they're shorter. But I think on the whole, more often than not, um, giving stories like this a chance to breathe, develop people who would not even be in the movie, let alone mm. you know a side character, tends to make them more impactful. And I think that's even more true of things that are based on real life events. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I think there was, I was reading something earlier this week and it was about how the, the fact of television of removing the, how many episodes do we need? How many adverts do we need to bring in? How, what time slot do we put it into? Has freed up the creative sides to make better television because they're not the, the, it, they're making the story that fits for them rather than trying to fit a format. If they need six episodes, four episodes, eight episodes, nine episodes. So they need shorter ones, longer ones. You know, we don't have to worry about like where is it going to be cut for adverts. And in general, you can, it is just making a lot better television. Yeah, 100%. I've, I've been saying that since, heck, since Netflix started producing their own content mm. back in the day and including with the Marvel shows and, and so on it makes so much more sense to just how many episodes do you need? How long do you need the episodes to be? Make it work. This is not broadcast. You don't need it to be 22 minutes long to get it into the half hour time slot. You don't need to do 22 episodes um, because that's what we do. Nope. You've got six episodes of show. Make six episodes. Good yeah. to go. It's good. And uh, like I said, this is, this is a really top, top quality show. Um, I don't know. Again, it's like it's that kind of weird thing with these shows of like, does the binge format work better for people? But will it get people talking about it? It's going to be hard to kind of judge how this one goes. But this is just another high quality show that, and with the like the three week drop at once. To be honest, it's just I think it's literally just March because we'll be kind of I think the amount of Thursdays there are will be pretty much coming to the end of it at the end of March. But yeah, a great series. Can't recommend this enough. Um, Maybe like a 4.5 out of 5. Really enjoyed it. Can't wait to watch the others. And that's about as good as you can get. <laughs> yeah, well, that's really solid. And I'm looking forward to watching it. Uh, mm -hmm. There's a lot about this saga that I don't know. And it's got a heck of a cast. I mean, some of the other people, uh, I was just going through the IMDb. Yeah. You've got William H. Macy. He's almost yeah. always good in everything. Yeah. Lori Metcalf from the old Roseanne. So she's yeah. been doing some great uh, work lately. And then Sam Waterston, a name I haven't seen in quite a long time but he used to be really big in the law and order shows um he's right. a really good actor too in fact i think they're they might even be reviving law and order if i, I think I yes saw they are yeah law and order is coming back as is and disney's making or abc is doing la law you know they're all coming back and doing all these shows so also this other the other big release this week obviously we talked about proud family last week but the other big one again was another hulu star original <laughs> was no exit um, a new horror, oh, not really horror, but a thriller that thriller. dropped. It kind of dropped on Friday on Disney Plus internationally and on Hulu in the United States. Um, I really enjoyed this movie. I thought this was great. I, I, I like ninety minutes, perfect kind of length. Um, great story, some twists and turns, a little bit predictable places. Um, not a lot of there wasn't a lot of characters, but that kind of helped it and kind of you kind of. But I, I was impressed with this one. I, I, I'm not normally like a thriller type of person, but 
yeah, I, I really enjoyed this movie. What about you? Oh, yeah. I I enjoyed it. It's not going to be like one of the top movies um, of all time, but it's definitely a solid thriller. Keeps you kind of jumping throughout. Like you said, there are predictable bits, but there are unpredictable bits mm-hmm. too, uh, which kind of keeps you on your toes there. Uh, one thing that I appreciated was they they got the core mystery out of the way right up front. Like the trailers make it theme like it's going to be a closed box mystery. Who whose van is it and who is trying to traffic this little girl? And then that's going to be the core of the movie. Now they like, nope, it's uh, this person right here. And now the rest of the movie is them trying to silence yeah. and keep yeah. it under wraps and control the situation. It's like, okay, that I, I like that take on this. Yeah. I, I, I like them. I like the way it looks. Um, I definitely it felt a little bit like a pandemic key movie because it had such a, it was like, right, you got six people on, on set, and that's all we've got. And, um, I, and it, it kind of like, on one hand, I go, yeah, he's in the middle of a blizzard, so therefore it would have made a little bit of sense. But you kind of feel like, yeah, th- had this not been a a pandemic filmed, I mean, they filmed it in New Zealand. I don't think there was, but you can definitely tell, like, we only need the people we need. <laughs> that's it. Well, but this is a good example of working within the restrictions of the pandemic to tell a story that works with this kind of restriction rather than taking the story you want to tell and trying to force it into yeah. pandemic. We have seen more than enough shows and even a couple movies where you're just like, you, you really did not want to make changes to adapt to the current shooting situation. And it yeah. shows, whereas this movie, they're like, okay, um, we can only have so many people. The set has to be fairly limited. What kind of story can we tell in that, that is still engaging in the, and this, this works. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the, the, the book is really is a, a lot of people love the book, so they kind of were able to um, um, a lot of feedback on that one. But like I said, I don't want to go into the spoiler side of things of it, um, because you know, obviously, it's a, that's a big part of it. But this is again, this is that breadth of filmmaking and the release schedule of giving us something different to watch. And I really because I'm I, I had this been on Netflix, I probably would have given it a go. Um, but it would probably might not have been this week. But this was this was one I kind of sat down with like, okay, we're gonna watch it, and like, yeah, no, I'm glad I watched that again. It's just more flavors. So I just feel like now we're getting a little bit more variety, and it's really making it's we're really making like watching Disney Plus so much so much more fun because of having so much more choice. Yep. Um, and for us Americans, check it out on Hulu. It is a good thriller if you're looking for something to watch this weekend. It's about in what an hour and a half long yeah. give or take. Um, it'll keep you guessing. It it's not one for kids though. There are a couple yeah. of scenes it, that get a bit uh, get bit over there. It it actually in a couple of cases like oh wow okay you actually did that oh, yeah oh, wow. It, well, I mean it's an 18 plus here in the UK on Disney Plus, so mm-hmm. it's kind of um, like I said it is in that. Um, uh, it's it's probably one of the best films of the year, but it is only February. <laughs> it's one of the best films so far this year. Yeah. Um, it honestly, if I don't like write it down as a note, like what movies did I watch this year right now? I will probably forget about it by December, but um, at least so far, definitely worth checking out. And I am going to leave a note for myself to, to be like, don't forget about this movie. It's probably not going to be like near the top of the list, but it, Depending on what comes out this year, it might be in contention for like somewhere low on the list. Yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I I enjoyed this one. Um, I definitely enjoyed it more than the Kingsman. I I, I definitely feel uh, like yes, um, yeah. 
but no, so there we go. So that was like, like I said, that was the big new release. Um, also this week, I did happen to watch um, Turning Red. Um, I did put up my social media response, which was what I'm allowed to do, um, because my review will be coming up. Um, I think in a, it might be, I can't remember exactly. It's it will be before the movie directs, so I will be able to talk about it, but. Um, it is good. <laughs> I enjoy that. Um, as my short social media, yeah, um, it's got a lot of stuff in there. So yeah, so look forward to seeing that one um, coming out. So yeah, I, I've watched a good couple of stuff. Some new episodes of The Walking Dead. And, um, yeah, just it's just been a really good week for just a bit of variety on for for me at least. But. There we go. Thank you, guys, for um, checking out this episode of the What's On Disney Plus podcast. As I said, remember to go check us out over at the website, favorite, bookmark, join the mailing list, you know, subscribe on, like, social media and stuff to keep up with all the latest. And on that note, guys, thank you very much. See you guys soon. Later. Later. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll just see you guys in another video. Laters.